This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tonight. Now, this is a story all about how... Prince Harry's first interview since moving to America is full of surprises. That's wonderful. The major scoop he spilled. And what he revealed about his royal relatives. I need to get my family out of here. Then, dramatic new video of the attack on Lady Gaga's dog walker. Plus, the woman in the middle of the bachelor firestorm speaks out. It's just so much bigger than this. And E.T.'s countdown to the Golden Globe. What the heck is this going to be? We're with the host and the nominees. I'm desperate for a fashion moment. I'll give it to you. Hello and welcome to the world-famous Beverly Hills Hilton, the home of the Golden Globes, and we are just two days away from the awards, but um, they will be very different this year. We have it all covered. Um, But first, let's start with Prince Harry, because he just rolled through this world-famous neighborhood, spilling secrets about his life that we never knew. I'm way more comfortable with the crown than I am seeing the stories written about my family. I love it. Who would you like to see play you? Daniel, Daniel Lewis? Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis, even. Damien Lewis is a great shout. More royal revelations? This prince is a fan of this one. Now this is a story. All about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And while Harry calls his wife Meg, we found out she calls him Haz. Haz, how's your tour of LA going? Haz? I didn't know we were calling you Haz now. No, you're not my wife. Harry shot his Corden segment exactly three weeks ago, but why is he under fire? For one, the timing. Just hours before viewers saw him crawl through mud. Come on, come on. Get candid. Can I use your bathroom? And curse. 
I guess tea on the floor is not a good idea. The Queen was urging the public to get the COVID-19 vaccination. It was quite harmless. Some say Harry's antics overshadowed that message. His Oprah tell-all with Meghan will also now air within hours of Her Majesty's planned address to the UK. I've heard from reliable sources. This is Oprah talking that it's one of it's the best interview she's ever done. So I'm curious. And then there's Harry's take on Megxit. We all know what the British press can be like, and it was destroying my mental health. I was really? like, this is toxic. But we never walked away. I think it's an interesting rewriting of history. But there was also a financial imperative for them to move to the U.S. and that was to make more money. And what's a regular night in? Like, sit in bed, maybe watch a little bit of Netflix. Well, that's quite a convenient plug considering you've just signed this multi million dollar deal with them. All right, let's move on to news about two time Golden Globe winner Lady Gaga. She is reeling after her dog walker was shot and two of her precious pooches were snatched. We have new insight into the vicious armed assault. The surveillance video captured the entire 43-second attack. A white car pulls up. Two men jump out. It's clear the dog napping was planned. Gaga's dog walker, Ryan Fisher, struggles, pleading for help even after he was shot. Gaga tweeted today, my heart is sick, and she called Ryan a hero. His family tells ET he's expected to make a full recovery. We spoke to Gaga's dad this morning, who called it a disgusting act. Quote, we prayed that the dogs are safe and that Ryan is going to be okay. The singer has offered a staggering half-million-dollar reward for the safe return of Koji and Gustav. Next, Tiger Woods. Two days after his crash, the golfer has been transferred to Cedar sinai Medical Center. And we're learning more about his rescue. It took a team of 10 first responders 12 minutes to remove Tiger from the SUV. They used this axe to pry open the windshield and peel it back. He wanted out. He was actually moving his arms and he was helping us get him out. Even with those broken legs? Yes. Now, Bachelor news. Just 12 days after stepping away from the franchise, longtime host Chris Harrison was on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune last night. There was this disclaimer, but yeah, it still felt awkward. How many shows do you have on the air? I'm just going to keep milking this cow as long as I can. Chris's future with The Bachelor is in jeopardy after he defended frontrunner Rachel Kirkinell, who attended this Old South party in college. In a new video, the 24-year-old asked her fans to stop defending her. Please stop saying that I did nothing wrong. That's not true. Listen, like her or not, you have to respect the way that Rachel has handled this situation so far. You also have to respect the way that the Golden Globes will go on despite this pandemic. And let me tell you something, I snuck through the ballroom and I saw the new virtual stage. It is incredible. And all I can tell you about this year's show is expect the unexpected. For the first time, these besties will be bi-coastal Sunday night. You know me, I'm Hollywood. And I'm a human bagel, so (laughs) it just makes sense. Team will host from New York City's Rainbow Room, where the stage is set and sanitizer is on standby. Amy will take the stage here inside the Beverly Hilton Ballroom. Why? So East and West Coast presenters, including last year's winners, Aquafina, Renee Zellweger, and Joaquin Phoenix, can appear in person without traveling during the pandemic. As for who determines the winners? Just 87 international journalists make up the voting members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Notably, the HFPA does not include any black members. I want to see that dance they call the black bottom. 
And this year, the organization took major heat for excluding critically acclaimed black-made and led films like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Defy Bloods from the Best Picture nominations. I'm fine. Good. A HFPA rep tells ET the organization is working on an action plan to bring in new black members as soon as possible. But when the winners are announced, you won't have a bunch of drunken celebs sitting down in front of you. I guess not, no. Stars will accept their awards via Zoom like we saw during the Emmys. Shit's Creek! But don't expect a hazmat suit delivery. There will be no red carpet this year, but Perry Mason's Best TV Drama Actor nominee, Matthew Reese, and his longtime love, Carrie Russell, have a plan. We've gone through all the options of, of dressing the kids up like paparazzi and coming to the door, elbowing each other, going fighting, going, this way, this way! <laughs> Knowing that if I don't win, the kids will be like, loser! And when it comes to fashion, Manx Amanda Seyfried, who announced the birth of her second child in September, is going big head to toe. No, I'm desperate for a fashion moment. I'll give it to you, I promise. Two-time nominee Leslie Odom Jr. told us his fashion goal, to make a splash with wife Nicolette. We want to make your couple's moments, that's yes. for sure. Oh, it's going to be on and popping at the Odom House on Sunday. You can hear preparations continue here for the Golden Globes. Meanwhile, down in Nashville, some pretty big country music stars woke up as ACM nominees. Let's check in with Rachel Smith. Yeah, they sure did, Kev. The ACM Awards air April 18th on CBS, and ET got to exclusively announce the nominations in six categories this morning, including Song of the Year. Let's just go ahead and call Miranda Lambert the queen of the ACMs. The most nominated female in its history nabbed five more today. That's a total of 15. The house don't fall and the bones are good. Maren Morris and Chris Stapleton lead the year's nods with six each. He's also up for the big award, Entertainer of the Year. There was seven songs ago. Noticeably absent from the list of nominees, Morgan Wallen. The Academy declared him ineligible this year after Morgan was caught on camera using a racial slur. Still, his new double album, Dangerous, has been at number one for six weeks. What would a nomination this year mean to you? It means everything, especially in just this time, so. Well, Carly Pierce got her wish. She's up for three awards, including Female Artist of the Year. So is Kelsey Ballerini. There's a hole in the to be in that category as a woman representing country is, it's a real treat. Kelsey kicked off the ACM nomination reveal on CBS This Morning. Another category ET got to exclusively announce was Music Event of the Year. Blake and Gwen's Nobody But You is a contender. This is Gwen's first ever ACM nod. Nobody But You is like our two worlds colliding musically. Fellow voice coach John Legend joins Gwen as a first timer for his duet with Carrie Underwood. Another ACM newbie, Pink for her crossover with Keith Urban. But back to Miranda. She has new music with El King out today, and only ET can take you to the set of their video. This is probably the most fun music video. We both have to jump around and, you know, wear glitter, and we needed to. Yeah. <laughs> 
Amanda and Elle are rocking the big hair and giving us 80s wedding vibes in Elle's new bestie anthem, Drunk, and I Don't Want to Go Home. It does coincide with, you know, my soon-to-be wedding. Elle is engaged to tattoo artist Dan Tooker. That's him in the video. Miranda is celebrating two years of marriage to former NYPD cop Brendan McLaughlin. We are new friends, but we feel like old friends. I am all about your fun spin on the 80s, ladies. And by the way, here's something you may not know about Elle. She's got a famous dad. He's SNL alum and actor Rob Schneider. All right, now to a Friday flashback that's a Brat Pack classic. Blaine? His name is Blaine? Behind the scenes of Pretty in Pink. Kissing Andrew McCarthy was really fun. We're with the stars <laughs> celebrating a major movie milestone. Ducky. What, what? Then. My ancestors got my back. <laughs> Oscar winner Spike Lee, how he continues to lead the charge for change and how his children are following in his footsteps. There is love on the sets of my films. L-O-V-E. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Blaine? His name is Blaine? Oh, that's a major appliance. That's not a name. And that's from a guy named Ducky. Pretty in Pink turns 35 on Sunday. And we've got Molly Ringwald, John Cryer, and Andrew McCarthy on this Flashback Friday. Pretty in Pink, my favorite memory. Well, kissing Andrew McCarthy was really fun. You know, Pretty in Pink has taken on its life as the decades have gone on. But, um, you know, I still had to go audition for jobs and things like that afterwards. Hey, let's go upstairs, huh? And E.T. was on the 1985 set of this Brad Pack coming-of-age classic about love transcending social classes. Action. Ducky. What? What? Have you paid attention? Okay, okay. It sort of ends a trilogy that I've done, you know. I mean, there was Six and Candles, and then there was Breakfast Club, and now this is pretty much the last one. It's a very special film to me. You dance? And here's a behind-the-scenes secret. That climatic kiss between Andy and Blaine almost didn't happen. I love you. The original ending had John Cryer's Ducky getting the girl. So when it had to be reshot, McCarthy, who had already shaved his head for another role, had to rock a wig. Had they known we'd still be talking about it 30 years later, I think they would have paid for a better wig. Despite the plot twist, Pretty in Pink was without a doubt Cryer's breakout role. The now 55-year-old told us what Ducky would be up to all these years later. I think he married an exotic dancer. Uh, <laughs> it is hard to imagine anyone other than John Cryer as Ducky, but it was actually written for Anthony Michael Hall, who appeared in four other John Hughes films. But Hall turned it down. And now, whatever happened to the cast of Real World New York? I can't believe we're back. 30 years later. The cast reunited. Is their new series more dramatic than season one? Yeah, it's changed. It's gotten worse. Then... Action! Yeah, it really doesn't have to be a overnight sensation. We're with Spike Lee. What you never knew about the creative visionary. Cut!
is 29 years later and we're still having the same conversations. He called me a racist. Because you are. It's gonna sound, again, racist, but... And don't say it. You're missing the point of all of this. Wow, the original reality roommates are moving back into their MTV loft for the real world homecoming New York. It premieres March 4th on Paramount+. Plus. I can't wait for this. And you know, someone who has never shied away from the topic of race or that conversation is native New Yorker Spike Lee. I think it's kind of crazy that Spike wasn't nominated for a Globe for directing The Five Bloods, but he will be represented on Sunday. His two grown-up kids, Satchel and Jackson, are this year's Golden Globe ambassadors. Nichelle Turner spoke to the kids and Spike as we honor his Hollywood legacy and his visionary work. Another run through. There is love on the, the sets of my films. There is love. It's not just a check. L-O-V-E. Come on. You got me now. I made that decision. which changed my life. I wanted to be a filmmaker. I want y'all to meet my new woman, Viv. That's short for Vivian. She's good people. I like her. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to build a body of work. My first feature film was in 1986, She's Gonna Have It, shot in 12 days with people in front of behind the camp I'm still friends with. I want a bad mouth brother, but his poetry is not the answer. Back when E.T. first met a 29-year-old Spike in 1986, his career was just beginning. I'm here for good. I'm here to stay. I really don't have to be a overnight sensation whatever happened to Spike Lee, I'm gonna be making films. Each one of every project Spike has directed has a look, an attitude, and a message. Let me tell you the story of right hand, left hand. It's a tale of good and evil. You've always been telling black stories. You've always been, been talking about our culture. What kind of changes do you still feel like we need to make going forward in this industry? Thank you for the question. I know the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science is putting some new rules, which is cool. But for me, it goes to the rarefied air of the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers are the individuals at the studios, at the networks, who decide what gets, what gets made <laughs> and, and what doesn't get made. Very few people of color had that green light vote. And the Oscar goes to... Build the house! Fight me! 29 years after his first nomination, Spike finally won his first Oscar. It was for co-writing Black Klansmen. This is my sixth glass. And you know why? Now, 63 years old, Spike is showing no signs of slowing down. What kind of impact do you hope your body of work leaves as a legacy for this generation. When Spike Lee is dead and buried, it's gonna be of how many people of color I brought into the industry, came in an industry that was not set up for them to be a part of. Spike's influence on the next generation starts at home. Both his kids look up to their dad and his remarkable career. Do either of you have um, interest in directing, following in his footsteps? Yeah, I actually directed my first short film. Make sure he pays in full this time. When your dad is Spike Lee, though, um, Jackson, can he look at it like a dad, or does he always look at it like a director? 
Uh, you look tight like a director. But <laughs> yeah, no, but it's great. I think it's, I think it just elevates uh, all of my skills. I flirted with the idea of directing. I still don't know. I enjoy working with actors. I enjoy being on set. I love um, the collaborative process, but I think I'm, I, I'm more of a producer, I would say. I have to give all the credit to my beautiful wife, Tanya, mm -hmm. for the development of, of our children, Satchel Jackson. There were many times when I was not in New York City. I was in another continent shooting films. I was away. So she gets all the credit. Recently honored by the American Cinematheque with the Lifetime Achievement Award, Spike says he's always looking at the future while paying respect to the past. Why is this year's Black History Month um, in particular more important than ever? Our ancestors being put in slavery, we built this country. I draw power from my ancestors. My ancestors got my back. <laughs> And you know what, Spike? We got yours, and thank you for the groundbreaking work that you have done in Hollywood. All right, coming up, are you ready for the return of an Oscar-winning duo? Hey, everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Make sure you join us Monday for all our Golden Globe coverage. It'll be a very different year, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to leave you with a pair of Oscar winners. Tom and Jerry won seven times for Best Animated Short, and today they're back in a new live-action movie with Colin Jost. Take care, everybody. The beauty of the animated part is that they can also animate things after the fact. You felt like they could save you, too, if you really blew it. Colin, Chloe Grace Moretz, Ken Jung, and Michael Pena spent months shooting with the help of six puppeteers. It helped our performances for sure. I remember 40 people around me just watching me react to nothing, screaming and like, ah! If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.